the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Sin's purpose is to dominate you. That's what it says, control. But if you knew what it was going to do, you wouldn't go there. You wouldn't fall for the trap. So what it does is it hides its true intent. It makes itself attractive. And then you fall for the trap. Pastor Leighton Sheely has called that in earlier broadcasts in this series, Falling for the Oldest Trick in the Book. This is Study Verse by Verse. I'm Mike Trout, and we're an outreach of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. The series is called Family Matters, and he's going to pick up in just a moment in the book of Genesis, and as a way of leading into what he's going to say, let me read to you from the fourth chapter of the book of Genesis, starting at verse 6. And then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, Will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. Now, there's a few nuggets we can take from this passage. First off, God was watching Cain. He not only knew his face, but also he knew his heart. We know that from Scripture. Now, some people might think, well, you know, there's only a few people on earth. God could do that. But now there's billions of people on earth. And How could God possibly be watching each and every one of us all the time? In fact, I had years ago, I had a wonderful man step up to me and apologize. He apologized because he was praying at the same time I was. And he thought he was disrupting God's attention from me to him. And I assured him, that's that's what he... God heard every word of my prayer, and God heard every word of your prayer, and God heard every word of prayers that are being sung around the globe. It tells us here that God said, if you do what is right. The implication is that he's already been informed of what was right and what was wrong. And so he didn't uh, reject doing what was right for lack of knowledge, but rather for lack of humility and faith and obedience. Sin is always crouching at our door. It's always wanting to master us, but we must master it. And how can we do that? Well, first off, don't let it in. And then if it gets in, we're, we're inadequate for that struggle altogether. See, if we're going to master sin, we must be mastered by him who mastered it. We must be the masters. And I'm speaking about Christ. When we receive Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord, then God plants within us his Holy Spirit. And his Holy Spirit comes to live within us to give us guidance and empower us to overcome the dominion of sin in our life. The Apostle Paul wrote in Galatians 5.16, So I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They're in conflict with each other, so that you do not do what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under law. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery. Idolatry and witchcraft. Hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. 
I have heard people who live like this saying, hey, it's all good. I'm good with God. I'm going to heaven. But according to God's word, it says very clearly here that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified, put to death the sinful nature with its passions and desires. And since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Verse 8, Cain spoke to Abel his brother, and when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother and killed him. This is the first recorded murder in the history of mankind. And you'll notice it's not only between brothers, but it's also over a religious difference. What we see taking place in the world around us today, people killing each other over religious difference, is nothing new. It happened in the very first family. Now, parents oftentimes carry guilt for what they the mistakes that they made when they were raising their children. They, they think, man, if only I'd not said that, or if only I'd said that, or if only I hadn't done that, or if only I had done that. And they carry around this guilt. So I want to give you an encouraging thought, parents. If you've kept your children from killing each other, you've done better than Adam and Eve. <laughs> this is the first premeditated murder, murder in the first degree. Cain said to his brother, hey, let's go for a walk. And when he's out in the field and nobody was watching, he killed his brother. And nobody saw, except God, who sees everything. Then the Lord said to Cain, where is Abel, your brother? And he said, I I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? Now, in all probability, some time has passed because it wouldn't make sense for God to ask this question if Cain was standing over the body of Abel. And so, you know, how long does it take for God to find out when we've done something wrong? Not very long, in fact, immediately. In fact, before, he already knew what we were going to do before we did it. So why is it then he gives us this period of time between the time we do something wrong and the time he confronts us for it? I'd like to propose this so we have a chance to think about it. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. That was a bad idea. God told me not to. I need to get right with God. Now, Notice his reply, and it's an outright lie. He was so mastered by sin at this point, he thought he could actually lie to God and get away with it. Now, that was different than Adam and Eve's response. They tried to shift blame, but they didn't lie. But it contains the first outright lie. This man thought he could lie to God and get away with it. People do that today. It also contains the first question in the Bible from a human, Am I my brother's keeper? Keeper translates a word meaning to watch over, care for. So he's suggesting, hey, you know, am I supposed to take care of my brother? I mean, uh, I'm not, he's not my responsibility. If something happened to him, it's his own fault. You know, it's a dog-eat-dog world. Uh, every man for himself. And you've heard that. Well, the fact of the matter is we are our brother's keeper. Because Jesus said that we need to love God and love our neighbor. So we are responsible for each other. In Jude 11, it speaks of the way of Cain and tells us as believers that this is not the way we should go. But instead, there's a lot better way, and that's to follow the path of the uh, vapor, to follow the path of Abel. Because Hebrews chapter 11 is oftentimes called the believer's hall of fame. And the vapor is in it. Abel is in it. By faith, Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain through which he was commended as righteous, God commending him him by accepting his gifts. And through his faith, 
Though he died, he still speaks. Though he died, he still speaks. A righteous life continues to speak and influence beyond the lifespan, whatever that might be. His lifespan might have been a vapor, but the impact of his life is mentioned thousands of years later. A righteous life still speaks. Friday we mentioned honoring my dad after one year. A righteous man, a good man, a godly man. He's with the Lord now, but he still speaks. Verse 10, and the Lord said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. It pictures a person crying out for revenge or justice. And when I read this, I'm reminded of the Supreme Court decision of Roe v. Wade, which made abortion possible in the United States. And 50 million babies have been aborted since then. It's a whole generation wiped out. And modern technology has shown now that blood is to be measured in the, in the child in less than three weeks after conception. And so there's many of these babies that have been aborted that have spilled innocent blood. And that blood is crying out for justice. Now when we talk about abortion, we need to be very careful to address it as with grace and truth. With grace and truth. We need to speak the truth graciously. The truth is that according to God's word, abortion is murder. Many of us, the statistics would say, have been part of that. And that's the truth. The grace is that a person who has participated in an abortion can come to Jesus and receive complete forgiveness and healing. Grace and truth. Verse 11, And now are you cursed from the ground, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood for your hand? And when you work the ground, it will no longer yield to you its strength. You should be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth. From your hand emphasizes that Cain is responsible for his brother's death. You did it. And what he really deserved was death, but instead God put him under a curse, and this curse was a fearful thing. He was a fugitive. He was always running away. He was always looking over his shoulder, running away from God and running away from others. He was a wanderer. The word means to totter, to stagger. He he was just going places, but he had no home. He had no family. He had no friends. He had no goals. All of his relationships were cut off. Verse 13, Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, you have driven me today from the ground, which, and, from the fa- and from your face I shall be hidden. I shall be a fugitive and wanderer on the earth. You notice here that Cain shows absolutely no remorse for killing his brother. It's all about him. And although his punishment was less than he deserved, he is complaining about it. If his if the punishment was so great, why didn't he just turn to God and ask for God's grace and mercy? You know, one of the clearest marks of sin having dominion over us is our desire to excuse our behavior and complain that we're being judged. That's the scene that's described in Revelation 16 with the people in hell. Men gnaw their tongues in agony and curse the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores, but they refuse to repent of what they had done. What Cain should have done is... Turn to God and ask for his mercy and grace. Verse 15, Then the Lord said to him, Not so. If anyone kills Cain, vengeance will be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord shall put a mark on Cain, lest any who find him should attack him. And then Cain went away from the presence of the Lord and settled in the land of Nod, east of Eden. This is a terrible consequence of his decision. He went away from the presence of the Lord. You know, if we don't confess and repent from our sins, our decision is inevitably going to lead us away from God. And... It's not talking about just a lifetime. 
It's talking about eternity. Without God's presence and guidance, we're prone to wander. No place to go. No goals. No purposes. No accomplishments. No friends. No family. Alone. God wants marriages to produce godly offspring. And so, parents, our goal is to bring our children up in such a way with the help of God that they choose to go towards God instead of wandering away. This series is called Family Matters, and I think you can clearly see why Pastor Leighton Sheely has entitled the series that, and we will continue on Monday with more. If you've missed any of the past broadcasts, they're always on our website at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. Pastor Leighton Sheely and the rest of the staff are sharing on a daily basis worship and ministry on the website. Get all the details when you go there. Again, highlands.us. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Mike Trout. Come back on Monday. Have a blessed weekend. And we'll be here at the same time to help you study God's Word verse by verse.